Welcome to Beyond the Benefits with Savoy Associates. I'm Chris Vanderwolf, Senior Vice President of Employer Services and Compliance. I'm here with my dear counterpart. This is uh, Colleen Patterson. I'm the Vice President of Employer Services and Compliance here at Savoy. Colleen, we are here to talk about something uh, near and dear to you. Uh, we're going to talk about benefits administration and technology today. What's going on in the Ben Admin world today? Is it quiet? Are we not hearing anything? No news? No news is good news, right? No news is good. Well, I don't know. I didn't check my email <laughs> before we started, but no news is good news. And there's always a lot that's happening in this space for sure. Um, I think it's uh, one of these areas where there's a lot of buzz around it and everyone is talking about it, but it's not necessarily a new concept. It's been around for quite a while, um, but to groups, it was always more of a luxury, whereas now it's becoming more of a necessity. And the luxury component was really for the larger markets. So most people tend to think of Ben admins systems and that's benefits administrations systems for larger size employers like your thousand plus life companies and when they first came out believe it or not this is going back over 15 years ago that was true these days not so much there's a lot more competition in the space just like there is in all other aspects of our business where um, these types of platforms have now become available to employers that are down market and down market is even below 100 lives you can even have these systems in place for a five life group there really isn't any barrier like there once was before and all sorts of variety of vendors that can do different functions right and, and so what what do people need to know when they look at benefits administration? What's important? How do you figure out whether tool A or tool B is the right tool for a given group? It's a great question. I'm a big believer. I know, Chris, you are too. There's no one size fits all for technology. So no matter how much they are creative and saying that this is the system that's going to do it all, that's never entirely the case. So there's not one that does everything. There is not one that does everything, or at least it doesn't do it all well. <laughs> Um, but to answer your question about you know, system A versus system B, I think it's just like anything else when you're a consumer. You're a consumer when you're talking about benefits administration system. You have to look and understand what you have available to you today. Um, a lot of these systems are a plug and play. So they could be a true standalone where it's strictly benefits and enrollment only. And then there's a spectrum where you can go completely to the other end and have a full service system. The full service system would be including more of an HRIS experience. Again, it's not a situation where that one system does it all because there's always going to be something else that you may have to uh, have as an add-in. And that could be things like your time and attendance, uh, for example. And Bill benefits, reconciliation. Billing reconciliation. Um, and benefits administration is separate from those components. Billing reconciliation, though, is a really great uh, suggestion because they um, are, it's probably one of the items that most people overlook probably one of the most important items um, as part of just your business practice to ensure you have everything accurate. And it seems to me that would tie in well with an enrollment platform because when you have an enrollment, you know that there's going to be money associated with that. There's right. gonna be premium, there's gonna be deductions, and right. that's gonna be on a bill. And if the bill's wrong, maybe your enrollment didn't get processed or maybe True. the enrollment got processed the wrong way. So you get to flag errors and, and prevent headaches down the road by having tools to do that. 
One other thing I always think about too, and we're talking about billing uh, reconciliation and everyone always says billing consolidation as well. It's really a two-step process. So billing uh, reconciliation is just as Chris is talking about, you're really comparing all of your enrollment expenses. But enrollment expenses isn't just on the carrier side, there's the payroll component. So we talk about employee contributions, but the equivalent to that on the payroll side is an employee deduction. So you wanna make sure that everything is um, marrying up correctly. Uh, the other item when you're talking about billing reconciliation and consolidation, reconciliation is the process of comparing data to ensure accuracy, <clears throat> excuse me, but the um, consolidation component of it is taking all of your invoices, consolidating them once you've reconciled and putting it on one uh, invoice so that that then can be remitted for payment. So a lot of folks get those two terms uh, mixed up, but you can't really have one without the other if you're doing it right. Uh, I bet the teams in finance would love a consolidated bill. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Help them budget and, and identify where they're at year to date. Yes. Uh, so I'm guessing the people listening to you and I talk want to know exactly what kind of tools they should be looking at. So our market predominantly skews small and mid-market. What functionality can employer groups gain in this space and which tools can they use and how does it help a group? All great questions. So um, the number one thing I always say to a group, regardless of their size, everyone can benefit from efficiency. And these types of tools create efficiencies from the moment that you launch them and put them into production. So then the question becomes, well, what efficiency are we talking about? There's consistent communication first. That's what these systems bring to the market. The consistent communication is around your benefits program. So you're making sure that you're talking to the right audience in the appropriate voice with the appropriate and correct information. It checks all of those boxes. The other thing that these systems do is exactly what you would anticipate, which is it, it enrolls them in their benefits. So it gives them an experience, a journey to be able to go through. And that experience or that journey that they're on can vary and be customized based on the philosophy around benefits for that employer organization. And then from the employee's user experience, there's a lot that can happen there. That also helps the employer check some boxes. One, we're talking about communication, but communication around benefits has a compliance component. So as we know, Chris talks about this all the time, as do I, there's the annual notices that have to be sent out. So you can do that through a platform like this. You're communicating their benefits, so you're getting the SBCs out. That's another compliance component that has to be um, adhered to by the plan sponsors. Your summary plan descriptions or your SPDs, and the list goes on and on. So these types of platforms can automatically help a group who may not be the most compliant get compliant quickly. And importantly, it's consistent. You do it for every employee. Yes. It's documented. You've got proof that you did it for every employee. And that makes everybody's life easier when the when something goes awry, when there's a request or a demand mm -hmm. by either a lawyer or an agency coming in saying, you have an employee who's complaining, or you have a doctor who wants more money, or you have whatever the issue may be, you can go and say, here's the proof that we said this thing that we were supposed to say, and yes. when we did it, who we said it to, what we did. And, and that's a, a huge benefit for employers because it protects them. It does. You're absolutely right. And, and as I said in the beginning to Chris's uh, question, anybody can, um, uh, really benefit, no pun intended, from that efficiency level. And 
um, communication and the consistency that goes along with that is probably one of the biggest um, areas where we could ask the most questions because something gets communicated. Johnny walks into the office and asks a question and there's an answer to that. Then Susie comes in behind him, asks a question, but the answer might be a little bit different so the message gets misconstrued. And um, this I think really helps HR folks, employers, it certainly helps brokers uh, as well. One of those truisms in our industry is that if employees don't understand the benefits, they think the benefits are terrible. And they could be the richest platinum so benefits true. in the world, <laughs> but if people don't understand them, they're going to complain about them. Yes. And then you got the second largest line item on most employers' budgets. Right. It goes payroll, benefits, then materials or supply or rent or whatever else. And you're, you're wasting money if you don't educate employees as to how things work. So when you're talking about educating employees, there's the other um, side of the employee um, uh, equation. And of course, that's going to be their spouse or the other person that uh, may be uh, likely benefiting from the benefit programs being offered. So how do you communicate this to the spouses? And when you think about just what's going on in today's environment, cost of everything, everyone is having kitchen table discussions about the cost of care. Um, and it could be the just your routine prescriptions and your routine care, it's impacting everyone. So how do you get that information to those folks at home? Well, a platform like this allows you to do that because of all the things we were just talking about, consistent communication, 24 seven access, um, and any of the materials that are going over during a traditional type of open enrollment meeting, even if that was done virtually, but the spouse wasn't able to attend, they can go back and utilize these platforms and make an Form decisions about these conversations that they're having already today and everybody is feeling that today. I 100% agree. I have been in so many meetings with employees over the years where it's been, hey, can you talk to my spouse? I've got my wife on the phone. So I, true. Can, yes. you, can you explain how this works to them? Right. Um, and it's really useful when the employee can go home and they can log in with their spouse and mm -hmm. go through things on their time uh, one, because they aren't rushed. They they True. don't feel, even if the employer is giving them all the grace there can be, they don't feel rushed to get back to doing work. They can go through and they can analyze things. They can look up networks. They can look at doctors. They can make an educated decision for their best interest based on what their family needs. Uh, so it's big for that. Now, in the market, um, there's a number of players, too many for us to go into here. That's true. <laughs> um, there's a variety of service models. Some are completely do-it-yourself. Others are you, you buy a full custom solution that mm -hmm. does everything for you. Some things are front-end. Some things are, are fully connected. Uh, sometimes I hear brokers say, this sounds like a lot of work, and they've delayed getting into using these tools for their clients because they're afraid it's going to be a ton of effort for them, and they're not going to gain anything out of it. So mm -hmm. um, let's start by... What kind of connections do various platforms have to insurance carriers and third-party administrators and different service vendors and point solutions that helps make the broker's life easier? So um, as we had started out in the beginning of our conversation today, we were saying how there was a point in time where in this space it was really more of a luxury as opposed to a necessity. Um, the luxury side of it does have to do with data transfer of information. And the luxury side of that is it's always been really available for the larger 
groups where we're talking about carrier connectivity with these kinds of platforms where we're transmitting the enrollment platform from the or the enrollment uh, information from the enrollment platform to the carrier. So how does that happen? Well, it used to always be that you had to have groups that were very large. And you know, when it first started out, you're talking about groups 500 lives or more. That has come downstream as well. So the luxury component of that, I wouldn't say so much that it's a necessity, but it is becoming more of a necessity because the market demand is demanding carriers to actually take a different you know, approach to this. Most employers are small. Yeah, most employers are small. Um, and the way that it works with these type of platforms is there's multiple ways that information can be transferred now. It used to be back, I'll say, in the old days, you know, 15, 20 years ago, um, it was only through what we called EDI connections. Well, now there are uh, more sophisticated connections where things are done through an API. The reason that an API is more beneficial is because it's less of a lift for all of the parties that are involved. Uh, the reason that I say that is because it's when a carrier comes into the enrollment system and takes exactly what they need, as opposed to the enrollment system pushing all kinds of information to the carrier for them to then go do something with. So it's much more efficient. Again, we were talking about efficiency being uh, really important to these platforms. So from a broker's perspective, these type of platforms, when you're talking about transferring data from the enrollment system to the carrier, it's a much easier, lighter lift than it used to be for the broker's side of things. Where the brokers tend to get um, a little bit more nervous is in the upfront side of things, which is really just setting up a portal, a portal being an enrollment site for an employer group. That can still be a little bit of a heavy lift depending on what the portal is that you're using. Um, and there's all kinds of platforms out there. As Chris said, there's so many uh, these days, too many to name. Um, but from what really what a broker needs to take a look at is, well, what are your resources today? What is your knowledge level today? And how comfortable are you with setting up technology? And how much guidance do you really need in that uh, particular experience so that you can get things delivered on times within the expectations that they may have set with their clients? And there's multiple service models out there that can support brokers for that. And I think some of the magic words that uh, brokers will want to hear are enrollments and terminations and changes. They take up a lot of time. They are uh, they're yes. very detailed. If they're not correct, they will cause headaches for months, if not more. They represent probably the biggest risk to a broker's E&O. And several of these tools have carrier connections. Uh, they've leveraged either API or EDI, but they push data that the employee types in. So the employee knows how to spell their name. You don't have to read their handwriting anymore. <laughs> it's like hieroglyphics, it goes away. <laughs> I'm the worst. My name is not easy and my handwriting is terrible. So I type everything. Uh, but the data gets pushed from these systems in many cases, not all, but in many cases, right to the carrier. And then it's a clean transmission. Yes. And that's one less service headache because you don't have to reissue an ID card that's got the wrong name on it because you read the application wrong. You don't have to get somebody added at Friday on Friday at five o'clock at night because they're at the doctor's office and the, the form never got submitted or the email got hung up. And so that's, that's a real savings in time, effort, and money for brokers because that's people they don't have to hire. That's emails they don't need to respond to. Those are things that never happen because something was done cleanly up front. Having uh, sat in the broker seat for a number of years, that's so true. Um, or the other thing that happens you know, 
quite frequently is when someone's filling out their social security number, they leave off the last digit of the last two. Well, these kind of types of systems, you can't get past that screen until it's entered incorrectly. Now, you're never going to be able to fix a typing error, but at least the number of characters are correct. And um, that information going over to the carrier can also get corrected faster than it does when you're dealing with a traditional paper um, experience because you can correct it in the system and it's going to go with the very next feed. And if the next feed is daily, it's going to get corrected within the 24 hours. Um, as opposed to with a paper experience, of course, you're filling out the paper. You could be emailing, faxing, depending who the carrier is and the type of benefit that you're dealing with. And it could take you know three days for them to receive it, another two days to process. Next thing you know, you're five days later still waiting for the final confirmation. Whereas with this data transfer component, stuff happens almost in real time. And real time, when we're talking about technology, really is within a 24-hour period. Um, so as long as the information gets corrected in the enrollment system, it goes over to the carrier within a 24-hour period, updates their systems typically within 24 hours, sometimes sooner. So you really got everybody where they need to be, the correct information, with, the, with less than two business days at the worst case scenario. That's a timeline that uh, I think anybody can happily live with for clearing up a mistake uh, since I think most of us have dealt with them that have gone 30, 60, 90 days. The, the cases that seem to go awry seem to go all the way sideways. When it goes off the rails, it doesn't just go off the rails, it leaves the county, it's gone. Yes. Um, so on our last episode, we talked about how you were celebrating 10 years at Savoy. Yes. Uh, in your 10 years at Savoy, you have headed the charge on Ben Admin. You've seen it change you've seen the evolution of it you're mm -hmm. involved before but you've done a lot of that here what have you seen that helps brokers win by working with savoy for ben admin i think what so what i've seen over the years and, and you're right i've seen such an evolution in the 10 years that i've been here at savoy not only within savoy and the services that we provide to support brokers in this space but just in the space itself, there's been quite an evolution in the capabilities. What I've seen though that has helped brokers the most um, in this particular space, and when you think about our current environment, everyone is still in some type of a remote position. Even if it's hybrid, most folks are only in the office half the time than what they were previously. And I think this is the area that really helps brokers because brokers now can be much more efficient with their clients and they can get to their clients faster to resolve problems because they're leveraging this type of technology that they can communicate out the benefits program that they work so hard to put together for their client at the best price point and get that information to employees timely. It happens uh, very quickly and it's accurate. I think that's probably one of the things that's most beneficial. Now, when you factor in what Savoy services here that we can help brokers with, uh, of course you have our account teams that our folks, our brokers are used to working with, but then you layer in the expertise of the team that we've built here. This team here has expertise in benefits administration systems, full HRIS systems, as well as payroll systems. So they have a well-rounded technology background that a broker can easily pick up the phone and say, I have a client that I'm talking to, they're asking me about technology. I'm not even sure where to start. And our team here can really help them navigate through that process and figure out what do they need? Well, first, what do they have? What do they need? And then get that implemented quickly. And the broker simply is just putting us in contact um, with that particular client. Um, the other area that I think really helps brokers in this space 
is just knowing that they have a trusted resource that they can work with on any level. So it can be a full payroll HRIS installation, or it could be something as simple as putting in place just a benefits administration tool. And the team here has the ability to help them in any one of those situations with their client. So we are, uh, as we're recording this, we are here at the tail end of the New Jersey NABIP conference. I got a business card while I was here that didn't have an email address on it. Uh, there is a spectrum of brokers out there. People without a business card email address are probably not listening to this podcast, uh, <laughs> but they are selling business and yeah. maybe they're friends of people who are listening to this podcast. We've got a spectrum of people in our business and really across the world who have different levels of comfort with technology. Mm -hmm. We've got the person who doesn't have an email address on their business card, which might be a brilliant masterstroke to not get inundated <laughs> with emails. And then we've got the people that run a virtual agency where they automate everything. Yes. How do we help both ends of that spectrum? Great question. So let's talk about the uh, first example of someone that may not be as comfortable with technology. So as I was saying, we can have a full service solution for that broker and help them every step of the way until they get to the point where they're comfortable or maybe it's just not their space, they're never really comfortable. We can always provide that back office support for them. Back office being their benefits administration implementation team versus the broker who's very comfortable with technology and is already running some type of a virtual uh, agency experience. The value that Savoy brings there is our area of and our knowledge of expertise. We are subject matter experts in this space. Uh, so not only with the different types of platforms that I was just mentioning, when you're thinking of a spectrum, something as basic as a benefits administration system where you just want to eliminate paper, all the way to the other end of the spectrum, which is a full service HRIS and payroll solution. We can help consult on those opportunities to maximize the services that these technologies have at the best price point. Because we can evaluate and say, you don't wanna pay for this because this is better and you can get this for free or more cost effectively. The other area I think for brokers, if they are comfortable with technology, is the ability that our team has to take a look at new technology that's coming out happens every day, somebody new to the space, and really evaluating what the effectiveness is of that and um, its impact on the market and do we think it's something that they wanna take a look at and uh, giving them that expertise that they may not have in-house, they're comfortable, but they may not have that next level and that's what we can bring to them. Uh, absolutely, you might be all in on one tool in your shop, mm -hmm. but maybe you get a client that is a new area for you, a new size or a new sector, different needs than the client base you have now and you need a different tool uh, and we are always evaluating new vendors our team is watching that all the time and that's a service we provide that uh, yes. saves you from having to do the same thing so you made an interesting point though uh, just now uh, Chris where you were saying that there's some brokers that might be all in with a particular platform the other place where we have or uh, where we've helped brokers is on the prospecting side of things somebody's got some kind of technology in place. Even the group that says everything's 100% paper, well, that's not necessarily true because they're doing payroll. Even if it's through Quick QuickBooks, there are plug and plays that can go with a QuickBooks also. So there's always something. Um, but it's interesting that you say that because where we've helped brokers on the prospecting side is saying, here's the holes. Here's where what you bring to the table, Mr. And Mrs. Broker, that's going to really complement the technology that they have. And that's where we have helped brokers win business. So what I'm hearing today is uh, tools have gotten a lot better 
and move down size per market. So smaller groups get better tools. Yes. But the tools are different. They have different capabilities mm -hmm. and they fit different functions. Uh, we can help with identifying and selecting the appropriate tool given the client's needs. We can also help with full end-to-end -end operation of a benefits administration system for a group. Or we can be there as a, a surge capacity or an mm -hmm. expert on demand or help with a specific item. If they need a certain technical process figured out, we can help with that. And really, all a broker needs to do is be ready for it and be open yes. and, and reach out. And then we can hold their hand and walk them through it, be their resource, be their experts. That, is that fair? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You summed it up perfectly, as you usually do. This is why we work well together. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this has been, I, I hope, enlightening for everybody else. Yes. It always is for me. <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, thank you uh, for your time today. Thanks, everyone. Looking forward to our next uh, podcast. <laughs>